Hi, I'm Lucy and you're listening to season six of Space to Learn. I'm a 20 year old university student and this podcast is all about helping you find space to learn more about yourself and what getting out of your comfort zone really looks like. If you're trying to figure out what to do with your life, how to be your authentic self and how to be mindful of others and the planet as you do so, then you've come to the right place. Enjoy the episode. Hi everyone, welcome back or welcome if you're new. That's so exciting if you're new. Um, If you came from the Match Your Diaries podcast, then hello, I hope you're doing good. I'm Lucy and I'm a 20 year old university student in the UK. I'm a physics student and yeah, I just do this podcast in my spare time. I love it and it's made all the more worthwhile when I get to do really cool episodes like the one that I'm releasing today. So yeah, thanks so much for tuning in. I think this is one of my favourite episodes that I've ever released. We had such a lovely chat. I was chatting to the two lovely girls who run the Matcha Diaries podcast, as you can probably tell from the title of the episode, um, Cara and Leo. And yeah, if you haven't listened to their podcast before and you enjoy this one, then you would 100% enjoy their podcast. It's so good. They talk about kind of post-grad things and being in your 20s and trying to navigate relationships and friendships and that sort of thing. And it's just It's the sort of podcast that it just feels like you're talking to an old friend or old friends in this case. And yeah, I I love it. They're so such lovely people. This is the longest episode that I've ever released of Space to Learn, but I just didn't want to cut any of the conversation out because it flowed really well and we were just all having such a good time. So I really hope you enjoy it as well. Um, This is potentially the last episode in season six because I've now done my 12 that I usually do per season. Um, but I'm considering maybe extending it a little bit. I haven't decided yet. Either way, I'm going to have, I think, at least one week, maybe two weeks off just because uni is kind of really hectic at the moment and I want to have a bit of a reconvene of my thoughts and work out what direction to go with with the podcast next. So that's just a little bit from me, but I'll leave you to enjoy the rest of the episode with Cara and Leo from the Matcha Diaries podcast. Enjoy. Hi, Cara and Leo. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I'm very excited for this conversation. So I guess if you could just both start by introducing yourselves and for those listeners who don't know you, just a bit about what you do and where you live, etc. I think that would be a good place to start. Cool. Well, thanks for having us, first of all. This is really exciting. Um, Yeah, so for those who don't know, I'm Cara, so one half of the Matcha Diaries podcast, and I am from Jordan, but I am currently living in Newbury in the UK, and I feel like no one knows where Newbury is. They're like, (laughs) I was about to say, Cara, (laughs) (laughs) what is Newbury? Um, So then I have to be like, oh, it's west of Reading, and they're like, Reading? I'm like, west of London, and then they're like, okay, (laughs) makes sense. Um, Yeah, so I'm currently working in London, though, so I work remotely um but then I'd go in once a week which is quite fun um as a campaign manager for an ad tech company so we do like dynamic and personalized audio and video adverts which is Mm -hmm. fun um and then in terms of my like passions and interests I like music people culture friendships self-care all that kind of stuff um and I guess to introduce kind of how Leo and I met we both went to university together at Lancaster University and we met in our first ever lecture and then weren't friends for like two years and then we became <laughs> really close um but yeah we've been friends ever since so you can take it away Leo if yeah. you want to give an introduction oh my gosh thank you thank you Cara um <laughs> and yeah thank you so much for having us on this is 
very exciting, like Cara said. Um, so yeah, I'm Leo. I'm the other half of the Matcha Diaries and I'm 23, almost 24. And actually a friend recently <laughs> pointed out that that means that literally from my next birthday onwards, I'm going to be officially in my mid-20s, which <laughs> is low-key. Just scaring me so much. Honestly, she said that and I started to have a mini identity crisis, but it's okay. <laughs> um, and yeah, I work in content creation at Samsung. So kind of social media, e-commerce, and I am living in London at the moment. But yeah, similar to Car, I didn't grow up in the UK. I'm not from England. I'm kind of a mix of German, Portuguese, and I lived in Germany till I was 18 and then decided that I wanted to ditch that and uh, go to uni in the UK, <laughs> where then I met Cara. So you know what? It was all for the best, really. I've decided Best decision that you ever made, Leo. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> Fate and me moving to England brought me to Cara. So oh. that's really what it's all about. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's so cool. And I think I think one of the things that kind of makes your podcast so different and just works is that you have kind of such different, like, upbringings and you've come to the same uni and had the same experiences there but you both like have diverse perspectives so I think that's really cool um yeah on that note I kind of I love your podcast I've been listening for quite a while now I think maybe like a year even now it's crazy to be honest but um, (laughs) what's kind of the things that you enjoy most about podcasting and what kind of inspires you both to to make your episodes oh that's all like that's so so nice to hear <laughs> I feel like it's crazy to us because we just record this like sitting in our rooms like we are right now like it's so weird to think even when we get messages and stuff to and then even crazy to like see people you know like we can see your face you mm-hmm. can like see you talking now you know yeah, you're real. To... yeah. no it's the same for me <laughs> <laughs> it's so bizarre that like people actually listen to us and you know hear us rambling on about whatever we talk about every week um <laughs> And yeah, so we've actually been doing this podcast. I think we had yesterday our like one year official anniversary. Wow, yeah. <laughs> Mad. <laughs> um, so yeah, I feel like it's truly actually brought me like a lot of so much happiness and also kind of a sense of purpose almost to my life, which like I didn't know that I was kind of looking for before, like aside from my corporate job, because I actually I do really enjoy my job and I love like the people that I get to meet the work that I get to do but like all my passions with like connecting with people you know I don't know shining some light on like issues that aren't talked about as often and kind of just like helping other people that are like similar to us and like our 20s just like trying our best to figure this thing out like I feel like that's exactly what we get to do on the podcast and like all of my friends will know that I'm very very reflective naturally and like I love analyzing anything and everything (laughs) that's going on in my brain and at the same time like I'm I get so excited about like every tiny little thing like matcha or like tv shows like even autumn I literally was crying about the fact that (laughs) yeah I showed the video of it snowing and it had like really Christmassy music and stuff and then I was like oh Leo you would love this video and I showed it to her while we were on call and she literally started crying (laughs) she was like I love autumn so much (laughs) so funny (laughs) honestly it gets me so excited so yeah I feel like that's like the podcast has been such a great way for me to like share my excitement with like other people and Cara and but yeah I think my favorite thing about the podcast has been 
but I feel like it's really allowed me to grow mentally which I didn't necessarily expect because I feel like before the podcast there were actually like a lot of topics that I didn't feel comfortable opening up about like even to my friends not to my family especially not to the internet like loads of people (laughs) that don't know me you know like technically my colleagues could listen to this and like especially things that like I struggled with um I found it quite hard to talk about like I don't know body image confidence and I feel like as soon as we started doing the podcast it almost like opened the floodgates because it's kind of like okay if you're putting it out on the internet anybody could listen to it Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. it actually made it then easier to then open up in person to people which I feel like is kind of backward like you would have thought that it would be easier to you know first open up in person and then put it on the internet but I feel like for me it was kind of the opposite and I feel like at the same time like it's inspired so many amazing conversations that actually normally wouldn't have happened like obviously with Cara I feel like it strengthened our friendships in so so many ways but then even like with like my parents or my friends who've listened and normally like we wouldn't be having a a, you know a conversation about I don't know comparison or I don't know figuring out what you're gonna yeah aging like just so many random topics that we've now like talked about over the months so I don't know I feel like that's been like my favorite thing Mm. yeah that's really interesting Cara what do you think (laughs) so I was I mean so my friendship with Leo is so heavily based on us so at university for example we would always go to like coffee shops and sit together drink matcha so you introduced matcha to me actually just um putting it out there she's the OG (laughs) matcha girl um and we just sit there and we talk about like literally everything and it's just things that I probably would feel scared to be judged by other people by but like Leo has always created kind of this like safe bubble where I just was like never judged um and it was just nice to have a friend that I could kind of talk about my my thoughts and just all the questions I have and like the curiosities of the world and this is kind of what this podcast is all about it's creating this space where we can really touch on those things and actually encourage people to think about things that they don't normally think of Mm. um and so that's what really inspires me to do it to be honest because it just I think it really is healthy for everyone to think Mm. of these things and not just let the world pass them by and like not give a second thought to it um and in terms of like the favorite thing about the podcast is honestly mainly like strengthening my relationship with Leo um I'd say we're friend- yeah. friendship soulmates I don't know if you'd agree Leo yeah um, I would agree <laughs> <laughs> um, and then also yeah connecting with a lot of other people online that sh- like they share the same struggles and feelings and experiences so um to give an example I did a solo episode recently about being lonely <laughs> in your 20s and like not really having it's kind of like when you move to a new place and you don't really have friends and how it's hard to make friends and things like that um which is obviously completely embarrassing to put online because I'm just like declaring to the world that I'm it's not friends no. <laughs> yeah it's not embarrassing but at the same time it's like oh my employees can my other like work friends can listen to this um yeah. but but from that episode so many people reached out saying they felt that exact same way and they were like literally let's connect like you don't even live that far from me mm. um so it was just a really nice feeling to know that, um, yeah, you're not alone and you're not the only person that is having these thoughts. Mm-hmm. And also, like Leo said, I think having one hour a week to just sit and mm-hmm. think about these things is so therapeutic and so refreshing. Um, we haven't released this episode yet, but I had my boyfriend on the episode last for like the coming week. 
Uh, and he, after we finished it, he was like, whoa, like I have never thought about these things. And now I just feel like he was like, I don't want to stop talking. I want to keep talking about these things. <laughs> um, yeah, it's so it's, uh, it is really yeah. addictive. And when we go a week without doing it, it just feels off. But yeah, it's, it's just a fun experience to mm. do and something I can't imagine my life without right now. So oh, that's amazing. I, I love how close you guys just seem. And I feel like from talking every week on your podcast together that just naturally means you're so close friends which is really lovely um, and I definitely relate to the kind of it's almost like therapy just speaking to yourself mm-hmm. and trying to explain your thoughts and it forces you to work out what you're thinking in your head and process the emotions which I think is a good thing so yeah I definitely yeah, completely. definitely agree with that um, although it is really scary sometimes and feels really vulnerable yeah. like you were saying um, yeah. I wonder if so I listened to your episode a while ago on um, it was titled is comparison always the thief of joy um, which is like comparison is something that I've really tried to work on over the last kind of few years over the lockdown that sort of thing um, and I'd love to just dive into that a little bit with you guys because I think the common advice that we always tend to see online is just don't compare yourself to others um, like just don't do it and it's not really that simple so I wondered like what are your thoughts on comparison and whether it can sometimes be a good thing or when it's unhealthy yeah completely so honestly that was one of my favorite episodes Mm. to record because we did a lot of research beforehand it was so interesting it was it it was a learning experience for us just (laughs) yeah thanks (laughs) um but what we really wanted to do in that episode was to kind of change the way people think about comparison so you're completely right to say that when you see all these like Pinterest graphics and stuff, everyone's like, stop comparing yourself to other people. And it's like, we can't do that. It's in our blood. It's in our human human nature to do so. So instead of like trying to stop that, why not change the way we think about it to the point where it becomes beneficial? Um, and in the episode, we touched on the social comparison theory, which is the view that like we evaluate, evaluate ourselves um, and perceive like our own attributes by comparing ourselves to others. Um, so we as humans don't really have this ability to understand ourselves without comparing ourselves in relation to other people around us. Um, so I, we touched on like upward comparison and downward comparison, um, which is all about like the, they're both have their benefits, I think, and they both have their negatives as well. I don't really, we've done this so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but the main takeaway from the episode for me was that compare yourself to others like that's fine but just be aware of the intentions behind the comparison so because our instinct is to kind of self-evaluate and look at other people and use that information to think about ourselves we'll never really stop comparison comparing ourselves Um, but what we can do is kind of think of you know why are we doing this like is it for good reasons is it for unhealthy reasons Um, is it you know to foster a place where we can be more productive and more healthy or is it actually just for us to be more like egotistical and quite toxic mm-hmm. um so the main thing is just being self-aware I think and like being kind to yourself at the end of the day because that's the most important thing I don't know Leah do you have more to say on this yeah I was just gonna say like I remember kind of having like a mind-blowing moment like whilst we were recording I was like I was like realizing like that actually yeah we use comparison to like assess our own place in the world 
and like evaluate who we are in relationship always to other people and like whatever's around us so I mean I guess if we I don't know grew up with animals we'd be like comparing ourselves with animals (laughs) (laughs) it's almost like we we don't know who we are and like where we stand without the comparison aspect so again and I think it's so interesting how so many things that are meant to be positive or like I don't know are meant in a positive uplifting way like oh my god you know stop comparing yourself comparison is a thief of joy can actually end up I feel like making us feel worse about ourselves because we're like I can't stop like you know everyone is telling me to stop and I know that that would be great and you know why can maybe other people stop and other people seem so like blissfully happy and content in themselves but actually I can't and it I feel like we just didn't want to add to that narrative of like this is what you should do to stop comparing yourself and then you go away and like for five minutes you're like okay I'm gonna do that and then you try and then Mm -hmm. like you walk down the street and it's it's gone already because Mm -hmm. it's just you know kind of a natural thing and I think when talking about like upward and downward comparison or even lateral comparison which is kind of to you know comparing yourself to people I guess that you see more that are like on on your level in that Mm -hmm. sense I feel like both can get super toxic because I think downward comparison can be like used to kind of falsely boost your ego in a way and I don't think it's very healthy to make yourself feel better just because you know you're thinking about somebody else in in a more negative way and same with like upward you know looking at people that you feel like are better than you to then get down on yourself on but I do think that sometimes it can be helpful comparison in a way to again if you like think about your intention to kind of like take inspiration from others Mm -hmm. like for me I've had that a lot in like positive habits you know that like friends for example have like I feel like I've taken a lot of inspiration from friends who've got a really positive mindset to things like when things go wrong or when you know little inconveniences happen and I look at them I'm like you know compare myself in my attitude and I'm like wow that's actually we're quite different there and I've got a lot to learn you know Mm. or in career when I've seen like spoken to other employees other those like you know managers who are more senior or even people that are like more on my level and quite often actually seeing either like how hard they work or how confidently they speak in meetings um how they generally like carry themselves or how they word things in in emails like that's quite often made me realize like oh actually this is something that I could do better or like that I can use to improve myself so I think sometimes it can be used to just like pick specific things that you can actually work on like kind of using it as a tool to like better yourself but you know not in a in a negative like berating yourself way because and again uh, I feel like I'm talking a lot but I feel like it's (laughs) realizing that like everyone is very unique and somebody else's success is not going to ever take away from your own and Mm -hmm. you know at the same time everyone is human like even though you might look at somebody and think they're like super successful and their life is perfect especially looking at like social media I mean we talked about that in the episode as well about even if you're looking at somebody on the street or or, like a friend you're still comparing yourself to a perception that you have of them and then social media is kind of just like doubling that right you're not only comparing yourself to a perceived image you're also comparing yourself to somebody's like curated image of of themselves like it's kind of doubling all of that so I think it's just I mean I'm actually reading a book on like self-compassion at the moment and I'm convinced Mm -hmm. that it's like the (laughs) I think it's probably going to be the way where like 
feel like it could heal so many things you know kind of improve the way we look and talk to other people but also like the way we speak to ourselves instead of like yeah. getting down on ourselves um so yeah mm. I don't know yeah what's the book called I'm intrigued it's called let me get it it's called self-compassion mm-hmm. um <laughs> self-compassion the proven power of being kind to yourself and it's from Kristen Neff uh, she's got a PhD and I think she literally mm. did her PhD on self-compassion and I'm not that far in yet but it's really I actually would recommend this to anyone because she actually has like exercises throughout mm. so kind of after every chapter not only does she have like so much research in it which I feel like for me always is like what I need in like self-helpy books because I'm like okay it's actually true you know yeah <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, she also has like exercises in it, like journal prompts or like, oh, you know, think about this and like active things that you can do. Mm. So it feels more actionable and more like realistic. And yeah, I can recommend it. Mm. So yeah, that sounds really good. <laughs> I think having like tangible things to do is almost really, that's kind of the most useful thing that you can get because otherwise it's just kind of thoughts and ideas and it's hard to actually put it into place. But that sounds really good having yeah. kind of, something you can actually work on um I wondered like when when are the times when comparison has kind of caused the most struggle or been the most unhealthy kind of time when you've compared yourself to other people I know for me it was kind of at school and that sort of thing with with grades maybe or uh more like at uni with confidence different different amounts of um confidence with different people and I'd always kind of compare myself in that way I wonder what your thoughts on that yeah I honestly think school must be it's just like I feel like toxic for everyone not toxic but (laughs) I feel like it's a weird paradox because I had a great time at school like I Mm. love my friends from school like I'm still friends with them and I still kind of have like a lot of positive memories but I look back and I'm like wow like I was also so deeply impure and like constantly comparing myself to everyone and I truly would not go back to that time like for no amount of money as in yeah. like I would like to relive the experience with like the current head that I have now if that makes sense because mm-hmm. I do think it's great like you just get to focus on your education you with your friends all day like in theory Appreciate that sounds very so fun much. yeah mm-hmm. but then when you're like I don't know 14 to 17 18 and you're basically like trying to figure out who you are and who you want to be whilst also growing up literally changing probably every single day of like how you look how you sound you know I I feel like it's a really like tricky time and I know that like for me school was definitely the most Mm. um I struggle with comparison I feel like not so much with grades I had it a lot with like body image appearance yeah definitely even like comparing my personality like I remember feeling like you know I wasn't like funny or bubbly or like outgoing enough as like some of my friends and mm-hmm. then when we were at parties and stuff like that like feeling like oh my friends are so cool and like <laughs> why can't I be that way um and I think I quite often used like alcohol then as like a buffer like kind of a social like suddenly I had one drink and I was like oh I don't feel nervous anymore at this party how great <laughs> so cool um, <laughs> yeah, which is also not a healthy way to deal with it but I have a suspicion that like maybe quite a lot of teenagers kind of find alcohol in that way and for sure why yeah. maybe it's it's so common um yeah. so yeah <laughs> what, what are your thoughts you, Cara? Cara? 
Oh, it's such a big question, though, because yeah. I yeah. I think there's so many aspects in my life. I mean, I, I compare myself to other people every single day. I don't think it's a part that's like gone at all. Mm. Um, I think in school, I I went I, and I talked about this on the I feel like I'm repeating myself so much. But um, I went through a period where I like lost a lot of weight because I had two surgeries and I like suddenly started getting compliments from people. And they were like, oh, my mm. God, you look so good. You look so good. And then I started noticing the way other people looked in that sense. And then my mind was like completely occupied with, okay, you know, I need to be skinny to look like, to look good and to be like complimented by other people. And so I started to look at other people in my grade or like even people older than me. So I think that took a heavy toll on me and it was honestly like such a bad experience. And it, it, to be honest, I'm quite blessed that it, I just kind of like got out of it there wasn't something mm-hmm. specifically that I did I kind of just went to uni and started drinking and <laughs> going out and just like <laughs> not thinking about what I looked like which helped a lot but obviously that's I know that's not the experience that a lot of people have um I think in terms of grades I also have a twin sister who is a freaking genius <laughs> um so in school I think just having a twin in itself you're you're always going to compare yourself to your twin so that's something I just I did with every aspect of my life growing up you know she was that you know a star student in every class and I was not and people are like oh you know Yara's really smart and Cara likes art and she's creative and I'm like okay fuck off um (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that was something really heavy and it it still takes a toll I think not as much now because I think we have our separate lives and she's doing Mm -hmm. her own thing now and I'm doing my own thing and you can't really compare us um and then exactly what Leo was saying in terms of personality I remember I remember always looking at other people and being like I like the vibe that they're giving off or like the way they're coming across and I always used to have it in my mind like oh when I get older I want to be like that and I want to yeah. I want people to look at me when I'm in a room and think that way but obviously they're their own person and I'm my own person so there's really no no point doing that um in terms of recently the biggest comparison struggle I think I had was after I graduated my master's and I was struggling to get a job and it was it was during COVID time so it was a lot harder for a lot of people to get jobs yeah um but I was there comparing myself to my friends that graduated who didn't do a master's um who are already you know starting their second year of their work scheme you know and meeting all these work friends and really developing and they were like talking about things I had no idea or like mm. just experiences that I couldn't relate to um and it really got to me I was like why why are they progressing so much and I'm kind of not like I'm living at my boyfriend's parents house and having no independence so that really got me but then again I just had to wait it out and get a job eventually Mm. and now I don't have to compare myself yeah well you've (laughs) clearly been successful in getting your job so congrats on that yes (laughs) nailed it yeah no I completely agree though I think it's really hard to remind yourself when you're like at the lower point that everyone is kind of on a different path because I do the same I'm like oh they're like a few years ahead of me that's kind of where I need to be in those few years or even they're at the same kind of age and they're doing better it's so natural just to compare and try and like one-up each other and try and make yourself feel better but I know it's yeah but I think something to remember is that success especially with um like your work and your career isn't as linear as they describe it to be and kind of 
tell you like oh you're gonna get promoted and do this and then climb up the ladder like there is no ladder at the end of the day there's so many paths and routes you're gonna take Mm. um and each person is different and you know you might have four years experience doing something and then end up starting a new job in a whole different industry and having no experience like it doesn't matter what you do as long as you're happy um and just trust yourself and be motivated so yeah definitely I feel like that's so interesting with like I think as soon as you're like post-grad in your 20s I think that's maybe why these age groups are so weird because like also tricky maybe to navigate because you could be looking at anyone and you know from the same age and they'd be doing like completely different things whereas Mm -hmm. like if you're looking at you know fellow 17 16 year olds you'd probably all be in school um kind of so there's less of that oh what are my peers doing like should I be doing something else am I on the right path like I think that's something that I feel like at least I feel like everyone kind of struggles with uh like this age Mm. and I feel like it's really interesting because in my team we've recently had a manager join who is 23 and he didn't go to uni so he straight went into like industry agency experience and now he's a manager and then we had an intern join who actually was like a professional violinist for like the first I don't know 20 odd years of her life and now she went to uni and now she is doing her internship with us and she is I think 26 27 so it just shows you that like it's also never too late to start something that you really feel passionately about and like change your life's path and I, I just think it's cool like how yeah just shows that age really I I know it can feel defining and literally I even made a comment about it at the beginning of the episode right (laughs) like it can feel like something where like maybe not your options are taking away but I feel like when we're young it almost feels like you know the whole world is open to us and then it feels like it's closing off but I think actually that's so not the case you know I think the world is like continuously open and especially like in, in, I feel like in the whole range of like your 20s and 30s I mean I think whatever age you are like there's still you can still make like such drastic changes and literally change your life yeah. like completely from one day to the other yeah like, like you could like move country move industry whatever you wanted to do <laughs> definitely and you mentioned like moving country I know that you both moved abroad for uni what kind of prompted you to make that decision and do you like are you happy that you both kind of went abroad and tried living somewhere else clearly you're both still living in the UK so I presume you (laughs) like it (laughs) I can't escape I'm trying to go somewhere else so I just cannot um so I feel like I had quite a weird experience because it I it never felt like a choice it was kind of just you have to leave the country um because so I'm from Jordan like I said earlier and I love the country it's amazing but at the same time uh, job opportunities especially for women is not that Mm. great Um, and my parents kind of always raised me with this idea of them wanting me to be you know the best version of myself and really have as many opportunities as possible so it was when I was applying for uni and stuff even going to uni wasn't an option like it was just you're gonna go to uni whether you like it or not Um, and we just decided okay you know the UK isn't too far away and you know there's great universities there so um, I'm lucky enough to have a British passport as well which means I can work here like it wasn't it's not like I need a visa or anything to work in this country so it just happened like that to be honest and I think that's something we don't really acknowledge sometimes is like the sacrifices we make to be here 
because I obviously love it and I'm so grateful for all the opportunities that I, I have and, you know, making all these friends and learning British culture, which is incredible. Um, but at the same time, I, I can't, you know, drive two hours to go see my family. And mm. it's it's something I I do think it is a sacrifice I have to make just so I can have a better future. Um, but yeah, can't can't complain. Very grateful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like. I, that makes me realize like how privileged I was to like grow up in Germany which is a country like full of opportunities full of yeah. bloody free universities that I could have gone to you know don't know why I decided to go to <laughs> where you have to pay. what are you doing Leo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> stupid really your parents but, are just uh, like my god this girl made us freaking pay when it was free <laughs> <laughs> well actually I paid myself my my parents didn't pay for a cent <laughs> oh, okay yeah can't I feel like <laughs> I feel like for me like I've just always had a craving for like new challenges and traveling I think it even started when I was really young like I remember when I was 11 I went to a four-week camp um which was an international camp all around sort of intercultural relations so there was like four people from each country all around the world there and I feel like that's when kind of like my love for I don't know discovering more about new cultures like meeting people from different countries learning more and mm. I feel like that kind of began and yeah I feel like since then I've done like multiple exchanges like to Chile to Scotland as well um and yeah then after school I went to Mexico for half a year I feel like I've always had that like in me that like derived I knew I wasn't gonna stay in in Germany forever yeah and I feel like for me I would like one million percent recommend to anyone who can because I realize that it's also a privileged position mm-hmm. to be in to be able to move because it does take resource like it does take mm. time because you need to plan a lot and you know you need to you basically are moving like your whole life to a different place right obviously it also takes money and you need to realize that you're going to be quite independent there so if you need help like it's just not that easy to get um but I feel like for anybody who it is possible for I would recommend it like at least for half a year in your life because I think I've never grown as much as in the times that I've gone abroad and I feel like it just like expands your horizon beyond just making you more culturally aware but also I don't know I feel like it's that sense of expanding your comfort zone probably to a sense of like where it's a little bit uncomfortable at first yeah but (laughs) it makes you realize like what you can do you know Mm. because it makes you realize that you're actually able to find friends build a life like entirely on your own wherever you want which is kind of I feel like a unique sense of achievement almost like that's kind of like an an added bonus to the amount of I don't know knowledge and new friendships that you'll be able to gain and yeah so yeah. I would I would recommend that sounds amazing I would so <laughs> love to I would so love to go and live abroad after uni I think it would be yeah such a cool experience and such a good opportunity so yeah I, I appreciate the glowing reviews <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm definitely like me and Kyle have already been talking about this I think we're both planning on moving again yeah. like from the UK yeah. I don't think I mean we're, we're itching to go to mm. be honest like I've been we here were, for five we years were, oh my god yeah we were in oxford for the day and we were just walking around and we were both just like let's just let's move to italy let's yeah. Yeah. and just move to italy <laughs> and we completely forgot that we have other commitments but you know what we live and we what? learn 
<laughs> I mean, I I can't just drop, leave my boyfriend here and just disappear. <laughs> See, I could actually move. So I mean, no. I've got less. I've got less tying me down in the UK than you do. Fine, leave without me, Leo. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> also, for me, the only problem for me leaving the UK is that I have obviously a European passport. And I, because I entered the UK before Brexit, I'm like now allowed to stay here without having to okay, apply for a visa. Um, but yeah, if I left, I couldn't come back basically without a visa. So yeah. that's just a lovely little added difficulty that Brexit oh, no. decided mm. to add on to. Love that plate. for you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> so did you find it? easy to adjust to the culture when you moved to uni because I know for me it was quite a big change as it was like you're moving off when you're 18 and there's a lot of new things going on so did you find it okay adjusting to the new culture when you came here? I mean so I went to an international school growing up so I was kind of already exposed to a lot of cultures and like when I used to hang out with my friends you kind of just learn and adapt kind of to whatever you know their traditions are and all the all those kinds of things so I wasn't too worried coming to uni but I remember uh and as also I was like 17 years old had no idea what I was doing never bought anything in the supermarket by myself never took a train a by myself I was a baby yeah. big baby <laughs> um but I, I remember being in freshers week and then and then like the northerners and southerners were like shit talking each other and I'm like why what what is going on <laughs> Um, and then they all started watching Bake Off and I was just like, what is Bake Off? Like, why are you all gathered with drinks watching mm-hmm. Bake Off? And now I watch it every Tuesday, so I'm actually <laughs> obsessed. Um, but honestly, it was, wasn't, I wouldn't say it was hard, but at the same time, it, it it's hard in the sense that I think I lost a lot of my own like cultural identity and I didn't really know how to portray me to everyone mm. in like my flat and like all my friends from first year uh so I kind of I gave them kind of like a British version of me to try mm-hmm. fit in you know like I completely lost who I was I think and that's taken time to be like okay I am here but at the same time I'm still me and what makes me me is yeah my culture and my background and the things I believe in and the way I was I was brought up and I try to bring that side of me in friendships now and like not be ashamed of you know, talking about that side of me. Mm. What about you, Leah? Yeah, it's so interesting to hear. I feel yeah. like for me, it was definitely the language thing at first, which was like <laughs> kind of unexpected because I grew up obviously speaking German, but then also speaking English to my dad because he's Portuguese and um, I will always be mad at him for not teaching me Portuguese fluently. <laughs> <laughs> so we always kind of spoke English, but obviously it's it was a very different type of English. Like we'd always kind of mix German English, like grammar wasn't perfect, you know? <laughs> and obviously I had English at school, but it was, you know, it was English classes. This is probably like your Spanish or French or whatever, yeah. you know, yeah, second yeah. language you took. Um, so I remember feeling like I'd be absolutely fine. And then I got to uni and then I was like, oh my God, I can't understand these people. And like realizing <laughs> that actually I had to think so much more before I was saying something, because not only was it like actual English, but then like, talking to friends and like getting used to like the slang and how you talk to people your own age and then at the same time as you're getting used to that you're also having to get used to write formal English essays which that like I'd never done before 
and you know learn to present in English like I remember being so <laughs> nervous before my pre- like my first like presentations in the seminars and stuff oh my gosh um, honestly props to you Leo like that's, yeah, that's <laughs> I mean it was hard yeah it was hard enough to adjust to the type of learning at uni let alone having yeah. to like I, like I didn't even realize that that's something I didn't have to think of like I could just write write English essays and like not have to think about it but the fact I don't know good good job great job mm, yeah <laughs> thank you but I mean I was lucky as well that like I grew up with so much English like in my family I feel like so many people have it that much harder and I yeah, yeah I don't know good. if it's considered that much in the grading you know like where people come from I know that in exams you're like allowed to take lexicons in and stuff but that takes so much time like I know. You, and it's not just knowing words like it's so much extra mm. um I feel like my image froze but I can still hear you guys yeah you froze yeah. <laughs> that's all right <laughs> we can still hear you yeah okay, no that's great. mad honestly I don't know how so I did French A-level and like even that was a challenge like writing essays in French let alone like that was as French as a foreign language but yeah. to then have to do your whole degree in another language and it not even be kind of any recognition for it that's so impressive yeah I feel like then on the other hand I think I had it easier culture wise because I think Jordanian culture versus English culture there's a lot more clash like even just value wise and like what's expected of people what's seen as the norm versus I think I had it easier in that aspect because I think German and English culture why whilst like yeah there are some differences I think there's a lot more similarities as well Mm. yeah I mean I didn't I didn't touch on that at all like in terms of let's say dating right so mm-hmm. in Jordan you you're not allowed to date <laughs> until you're thinking of marriage um, right. and then yeah it's it's I mean my parents are more open-minded than that but at the same time it's like that's all I knew and all I was surrounded by and then yeah. like I didn't know what being exclusive was or like oh all you can same. date more than <laughs> so you can weird. date more than one woman until you decide which one you want and I'm like I didn't know hun if you look at me that's it you're mine like that's all you're <laughs> gonna get <laughs> um so that was like a bit of a shock and also I mean like the more complicated thing which is like sex so in my culture sex before marriage is not I don't know are are we allowed to talk about this stuff on your podcast yeah yeah whatever you want (laughs) so um yeah sex before marriage is not like it's frowned upon and you know that's a whole story in itself but then here obviously it's quite the opposite I think you're kind of judged if you haven't had sex which is really interesting to think like it's a completely mm-hmm. different mindset and I remember like being in I came to uni never having kissed the guy before um and I remember everyone was playing um I don't know drinking games and they, they were like never have I ever and I was yeah. so embarrassed and, like I'm like never have I ever been kissed I'm like okay <laughs> oh. I hate my life <laughs> yeah no that's really interesting about the like different values because I think like I've lived here my whole life and you kind of forget that part of my kind of core values is based on my culture and I don't really think I consider that but I think if you come and like move to a different country that clearly there's going to be some differences there that then stand out quite obviously to you so that's really interesting yeah I feel like I mean this is kind of like a different kind of example but I was actually having a few conversations about cultural differences when it comes to like social values at work because I work obviously across social media and we're trying to you know incorporate more diversity and mm. you know be inclusive and everything and be an inclusive brand but it's really hard when I work in like European headquarters and it's 
really hard because some of the subsidiaries and countries that we work with, especially like Eastern European countries, like for example, being gay or trans is is actively like forbidden. Mm. And I was talking to a colleague and he worked at Unilever before and on their LinkedIn, they had once like changed their company logo to like the pride colors. And literally just because an employee at Unilever, like it was on their LinkedIn, obviously because they work there and because then the flag had changed colors, like he got beaten up at his work because literally just because of like the LinkedIn flag color, like- It's horrible. horrible, And I just think that's something that like, I never really considered before because I was so lucky to only be surrounded by cultures who are at least trying their best to like be more open and I'm not saying that like England or Germany are anywhere near perfect or anywhere near full of like stereotypes or anything but I do feel like when you hear stories of you know you know people's lives are in danger like it's actively forbidden people have to flee because of who they who they love or who they identify as like I just think that is crazy to like just put things into perspective as well like how Mm. big the differences really are yeah for sure you just can't imagine it and I think it's definitely Mm. something I take for granted is just being able to be whoever I want to be and not really having any kind of like punishment or consequences for that so yeah but I think yeah the only way you realize it is if you surround yourself with different people's mm. cultures and backgrounds like that I mean I think we said this in one of our episodes as well as a, like a recommendation it's like put yourself out there and like ask people from different cultures all these questions because the only way it's like I mean it has to do with comparison again like the only way you can understand yourself is also by yeah and like your own values and stuff is by comparing to other people so mm. definitely um I also wanted to kind of touch on mental health and gratitude because I know you talk a lot about gratitude on your podcast and it's something that I'm quite like passionate about as well I guess is just trying to shift your mindset to focus on the good things obviously not like in a toxic way you've still got to acknowledge that there's bad things going on but I think being grateful for what you have is kind of just gonna make you happier so I wondered like what are your thoughts on gratitude is it something that is important to you and has it had Um, any effect on your mental health being a bit more conscious of that big question (laughs) um so I think I'm a big I'm to touch on like the whole toxic positivity thing I'm I hate people that are toxically positive Mm -hmm. um I don't know why like I'm so I'm like really passionate about that because I think it's so unhealthy for someone advocate against toxic positivity (laughs) I am I'm gonna put that on my LinkedIn you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) well yeah because like the thought of someone really communicating how they're down about something in their life or like something even if it's small if they want to rant about it for someone else to be like yeah well no you need to like be positive and you need to just appreciate everything yeah yeah someone else has it where it's like appreciate at least you have this and it's like well I know that but let me be upset like I'm allowed Mm. to be upset and and talk about how I'm feeling but at the same time I think I've always been quite a negative person actually Um, and it's something I've had to really work on in the past few years Uh, I've always had this mentality of if something does if something bad does happen I'm always just like why does why does this shit have to happen to me like what did I do to deserve this and it's something as small as I don't know like me burning my food like it's completely not worth your time and your energy but I used to let little things like that really get to me and 
I think as I've gotten older um, and I guess experienced a lot of loss actually in my life, I think that's made me just be grateful for what I do have. And I, I think it's easy to take things for granted. And so with the whole thing of practicing gratitude, if you actually sit down, um, I don't know, once a week or once every few days and just think about, you know, what in your life you're grateful for, it's, it puts things in perspective. Um, and it's something I, I, I think it's now just part of the way I think. So if I'm like talking to my parents, let's say, I, I've always like I'll end the call just being like oh, I'm so grateful I get the chance to talk to them once a week I'm not mm. like I'm not like oh I only get to see them once a year I just think of it more I try to really let myself see the good in yeah. a lot of things um and in terms of how it affects the my mental health I think it's quite obvious and to some extent yeah. because if you're if you're just constantly reminding reminding yourself of what you have and you know even if it is something small it is that that little reminder that like your life is worth much more than you think, even if it is something as small as, oh, I spoke to Leo today and she made me laugh. Like that's worth noting and worth realizing that that's, it, yeah, it just makes your life worth it. You are worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Leo? Yeah, me too. Yeah. I feel like in like today's society and culture that is so obsessed with, constantly having more wanting more always striving for the next thing like we're so obsessed with consumption and I think gratitude is almost like a small rebellion against that like it's almost like the antidote the kind of almost the only antidote we have right that Mm -hmm. kind of against all the messaging that constantly bombards us like as soon as we open our phone as soon as we go down the street and I feel like even though of course it's so important to want things for yourself and to strive towards goals I think it's equally as important to realize and appreciate what you already have and this may be a bit morbid but I think humans often have the tendency to only appreciate things when we no longer have them and so I think it's important to look back and realize that you know actually I was appreciating this you know whilst I had it like before it's too late kind of thing and I mean I think we actually looked into this I don't remember like for what podcast but it's definitely been like scientifically proven that gratitude definitely you know boosts happiness and improves people's mental health and I've like definitely noticed that with myself I think similar to you Cara like I think I was quite negative as a teenager and I don't even think I realized how negative I was until I look back at like diaries because I've written I don't know I think I used to call it a diary now I more call it journaling yeah but you, you've I grown up to... <laughs> oh yeah even my journaling <laughs> practice has evolved with um but yeah I think I've, I I've kept a diary since I was like 11 so I've got a lot of words wow. from like younger Leo to look back on and it's really interesting and like sometimes slightly painful to look back at like how <laughs> like, honestly like how negatively I spoke about myself like what oh, a low nice. sort of like self opinion of myself I had I was always like talking down to myself I don't know I think Cara I sent you a voice message of like me reading one of the bits so I was like yeah I, I think I set a goal for something I was like oh, I want to do this and then in the next sentence I was like oh but you're not going to do it anyways because like Leo you know how lazy you are whatever and I'm like what I'm not even Why a lazy would, person like yeah. I don't I don't understand um <laughs> it's like, horrible why were you doing this past Leo <laughs> um so yeah I feel like 
subconsciously be like practicing gratitude and like Cara said like kind of making it almost a like I think it has to be a conscious habit at first mm. which then like probably a lot of habits that kind of mindset based like it kind of becomes more subconscious and like ingrained into almost like all of my thoughts that I have like even I don't know if like I miss my bus or something like exactly it's those small things which can mm. like kind of which used to make me so upset and then it's kind of just like putting things into perspective I think a little bit whilst exactly yeah. as Cara said not invalidating the problems and the feelings that you do have like I think yeah. they're two separate things I think you can realize that you're heartbroken over for example I don't know the loss of a as in like I don't know a friendship breakup or a romantic breakup but still realize how many good things you still have in your life you know mm. still be appreciative of the friends and the family and don't know the financial security or the roof over your head you know all of these like things or even what that relationship taught you and yeah, yeah exactly like, like yeah memories I, I don't know I feel like there's so many things just helps you like reframe I think things mm. whilst letting your whilst like having the compassion for yourself to like be sad about something as well like I think there's something to be said for feeling those emotions as well not like stuffing them away because you're like no everything's great whatever yeah um and another concept I love which I don't know if you watch like Unjaded Jade mm-hmm. on on YouTube yeah. I love like Big the fan. thing that she talks about like casual magic yeah. right because I'm not quite sure if I'm going to define it properly but I think the way I understand it it's all about like finding those like little things that bring that like bit of magic in your life you mm-hmm. know and that kind of spark joy and that could be as simple as like right now I'm like looking at my desk set up and I've got a really cute scented candle and like a mini pumpkin and you know I've got my tea and <laughs> like I feel like it's those small things which even if you're having a crappy day like you can find those things those Absolutely. tiny little things and like be grateful for them and no I just think they're like a way to infuse more joy yeah no I 100% agree I think it's so easy just when you're having a bad day to let things spiral and just one thing happens after another like you miss your bus and then like a bird poos on you or you know stuff just happens (laughs) (laughs) yeah but when you kind of when things start to happen I feel like it's so easy to just get caught up in that and to let it ruin your whole day so like things like that casual magic just noticing one thing like maybe the sun comes out or I don't know someone like runs after you because you've dropped your wallet that like Mm -hmm. whatever it is it's about recognizing that and then using that to kind of shift the momentum in a different direction I think so yeah 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 I feel like it helps keep you present as well right Mm -hmm. because it's like realizing what's around you in the moment or like even if you're walking down the street I think I mean I'm very guilty of this as well of like either being worried about the future in the sense of like oh what do I have to do for tomorrow like you know what do I still Mm. have to get done this week or whatever or in my case I often also like think back on the past and I'm like you know ruminating all the things and I think that like rarely is very helpful (laughs) so I think just like having those things can kind of like ground you and maybe help you live in the present a bit more yeah definitely and I've noticed like with everything kind of picking up again after the lockdown like uni is basically normal to for me now I have still mm-hmm. a lot of online things but going onto campus and there's a lot of things going on and it's kind of really easy to just get caught up in those same mm-hmm. patterns from before of always I'm yeah. just the next thing and worrying about what you've got to do tomorrow and like ticking things off your to-do list but yeah 
gratitude is kind of keeps keeps you grounded like you were saying okay I've got a question for you then okay what what are three things you're grateful for today okay um well so basically (laughs) yesterday I had a bit of like a accident on a scooter you know the electric scooters oh god (laughs) yes wasn't ideal so me and my friend basically crashed into each other and I went like flying into a lamppost (laughs) oh my god that wasn't great but um are you okay (laughs) yeah I'm okay my legs a bit like bashed up but apart from that I'm fine so I'm just like grateful for firstly not bashing my head open on the lamppost (laughs) yeah um I don't know secondly not having loads of things on campus today so I could just chill at home and then like this conversation because it's like I don't know I kind of get a bit um I'm not very good at being ill and being injured and stuff like that I like to always Mm. be busy (laughs) yeah not not to be uh like the the downer on the mood but yeah this has kind of perked me up a bit and made me feel better so I appreciate that (laughs) we're glad oh that's so sucky though I feel like those sort of things like you don't realize I don't know what a blessing is to just be able to walk normally yeah like two legs until suddenly something happens and you suddenly can't and you're like yeah I know and I've just been so I play corfball I don't know if you've heard of it basically the team sport um and I've been like back to training for that the last few weeks so I've been loving it really and then now I'm like oh I'm gonna play again so it's just a reminder to like obviously I was really frustrated this morning and now I'm choosing to see it in a positive light so it's not that I was ignoring those feelings but um yeah yeah I think it makes you realize the like not having any disabilities and not being able to just walk around is you're pretty lucky you know (laughs) yeah so true yeah um I wanted to finish by asking you both the question that I asked to all of the guests I have on the podcast which is what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given and like don't worry if it's not kind of groundbreaking or just something that personally to you has helped you out in your life okay so mine I wouldn't say I don't know if it's a piece of advice but it's I'm taking it as a piece of advice (laughs) and also also no one's given it to me I actually found it on TikTok so not ashamed (laughs) just putting it out there but it's basically it's a quote and it's it's literally all it is is no is a full sentence and I freaking love that because Mm. as a people pleaser I always feel the need to kind of justify why I do things or like why I say things and try to get people to kind of believe me but like I don't need to if I if I don't want to do something and I don't think something is whatever I can just say what it is and not have to justify it um and I think also not to make it like a feminist thing (laughs) but I think when it comes to like people asking girls out or like wanting to do things whether it's I don't know sexual or not sexual sometimes I feel like as women we feel like we have to justify our decisions and I I'm like a big advocate of saying no and not having to explain why Mm. because I think something I've heard uh from other people was let's say a partner wants to have sex and you don't they're like oh you give it kind of like a do a shit sandwich situation of like oh I appreciate you wanting to do that I'm not really in the mood now but I would love to do it in the future yeah and kind of like say it in that way but to be honest if you don't want to do something just say no like it is a full sentence in itself and that's 
I I'm just a big advocate for that. So I love that. Yeah, I'm that I'm helps. the exact same. I like I'm so bad at saying no, and I feel really guilty for it sometimes. But yeah, yeah, you feel bad. You can literally you? just, just say no. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I genuinely feel like it is definitely like a gendered issue. Mm. So and it really <laughs> bugs me. I wish I wasn't as much of a people pleaser, but at the same time, I think like it's almost like society rewards women who are people pleasers more than they sometimes. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like an underlying systemic issue, I think. Definitely. Which is very annoying. So I guess all we can do is like, yeah, like reclaim our power, I guess, in like little yeah, ways. Yeah, just say no. Like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if in like in dating situations and stuff like that, I think it's really important. Yeah. I needed that advice when I was younger. Yeah. I'd like I, I think I'm even better now at saying no than like I I used to be, I think quite bad, especially with with guys. Mm. like yeah I don't know which is quite sad to think I feel like I hope that women and like girls nowadays are growing up with more awareness of that online like I feel like hopefully I mean social media I feel like it brings a lot of like toxic things to teenagers lives I could imagine but hopefully they're also seeing more Mm. examples of like how to stand up for yourself and you know what's in your right to do definitely do you have a different piece of advice or is yours similar I feel like so mm-hmm. mine is actually something that happened really recently I was having like a tough week and I went to dinner with an old friend and like a new friend that I'd actually only met like twice before and I was we were kind of just like sharing what was going on in our lives and stuff like that and it genuinely felt like a therapy session I went home after that conversation and I like wrote down like I took notes of what she said no. to me I was, <laughs> I was sat there and I was like in tears almost because I I felt so seen of like what she said um mm. obviously like my specific situation my situation was very specific so yeah. it, I don't <laughs> think but I I feel like the pieces of advice that I think could be like applicable to other people as well and was just because we were kind of talking about the past and you know kind of dealing with mistakes or I guess like kind of scars that like the past has left on you and especially trying to move forward and heal from that Mm -hmm. um and she was just saying that like you know your past mistakes or whatever's happened in your past whilst it is part of your story it is not the whole story and you know you can choose whether you want to let that define you or not or whether it like has a hold on you or not and whilst you should always let your past kind of inform and guide your decisions it shouldn't be the thing that determines it and just realizing that you're in control of your future and your mindset and I think that's something like you have more control over your thoughts than you think and at the same time what she also said because what really bothered me is that there's some that I always cry about when I talk about them and it always bothers Mm. me and I feel like I always apologize for it as well I'm always like oh my god I'm so sorry that I'm like crying about this because I always feel like mate like why are you crying about this you've talked about this like a million times every time you cry like (laughs) we get it and she was saying that again this thing of whole like validating like another person right she was just saying that it's okay to cry about something because even if it's in the past because in the past it caused you pain so it's okay if then you speak about it even if it's in the present moment and you may have like dealt with it yeah exactly to like acknowledge that pain that you felt Mm. and 
I don't know why like it just for some you know I feel like sometimes you can hear the same piece of advice like a million times from different people and see it online but just the one time you hear it like that will like resonate with you yeah I think that's what I had during that dinner um so yeah yeah that's amazing I love that (laughs) thank you for sharing um yeah so I think that's kind of everything that we can like discuss today so thanks so much for coming on I've thanks loved for this. having us you're so welcome yeah thank you so much do you want to do a little plug of where people can find you and your podcast <gasps> oh my god we've never <laughs> had to do this before I don't think <laughs> <laughs> who's gonna do it? <laughs> um well you can find us on instagram <laughs> at the matcha diaries and also on spotify pretty much I think anywhere where you can listen to podcasts yeah yeah cool definitely say hi to us yeah definitely like (laughs) if you enjoy this podcast if you're listening and you've listened to this whole episode then firstly thanks and secondly go and check out (laughs) the matcha diaries because you will also love their podcast so yeah thank you so much cara and leo for coming on it's been a pleasure yeah thank Thank you so much for having us you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) bye bye